From Duck Creek Technologies, it's Conversations on the Creek, the podcast series where we interview thought leaders about how the latest insure tech is transforming the PNC insurance industry. Whether you work in underwriting, sales and marketing, claims, or an insurer's IT department, in each episode, we uncover the insights you need to create the new standard of insurance. I'm Rob Savitsky from the Duck Creek Product Marketing Team. And I'm Zach May from the Duck Creek Solution Partner Team. In today's special episode, it's just going to be me and Zach. You might recall, if you've been listening to the show for a while, that we did a reflection episode in 2021. And so as we wind down the year, we wanted to take some time, reflect on some of the highlights of the show, as well as also spotlight some InsureTech solutions that we haven't yet talked about on the show that we think are pretty compelling. Uh, For those of you who don't know Zach, uh, hopefully you do, but during his day job, he is on our solution partner team. He has spoken with hundreds of InsureTechs since he's been here at Duck Creek for the last seven years. And so a big chunk of this episode is going to be tapping into some interesting tech that he has seen, some companies that he's realized uh, at recent events that we have. So hopefully should be a good one. What's going on, Zach? Rob, things are good. Um, you know, it's it's been a busy year and it's it's been a busy fall, especially so far. There's a lot going on in the market these days, you know, from things like inflation to rising interest rates to volatility in the stock market. Um, you know, of course, there's there's always been a lot to watch in the insure tech landscape this past year. Um, you know, just from from what I have seen, you know, I think there, there of course, there's still lots of, of funding and capital being pumped into this space. Um, it does feel like that has maybe slowed down a little bit or um outside investors are are taking a more scrutinized look at these these investments that they're making so um getting that next you know round of funding is maybe proving slightly more difficult than it might have once been at its at its true peak and heyday i'm not saying we're we're out of the peak yet but that's just a little bit what i've what i felt i i have seen um in this space so far but anyways happy to be here um let, let's go ahead and dive in so, so Rob, just really to kick things off, you know, what what is one major theme that's that seems to have come up repeatedly on past episodes of the show? Yeah, I'd say one kind of looking back all the way to the beginning are that how insurers are looking to deliver more personalized experiences and the tech that's there to help support that, so that carriers can retain their customers, increase customer satisfaction, uh, and, and so forth. And so. Going back to our first episode that we did with CMT, uh, Cambridge Mobile Telematics and Ryan McMahon, uh, we had our conversation about how, you know, pay how you drive, how far you drive, uh, getting that ongoing personalized feedback, what that can mean to a customer uh, and having a product that's just much more top of mind uh, than, you know, a typical auto product that you may not think about on more than a yearly basis. Um, But, you know, more recently, uh, I'd say on the show this year, you know, one that instantly comes to mind would have to be the episode we did with Glia, uh, with Rick DeLisi on digital customer service. Uh, if you missed this episode or are not familiar with the concept, uh, it's really all about uh, not just having an omni-channel experience whereby, yes, uh, you know, customer can can text you, they can message you on your website or your mobile app, uh, but it's really having an integrated, unified uh, set of communication between them. So, you know, you're looking to get a quote uh, from insurer, you're having trouble filling it out, or maybe you want to add uh, a driver to an existing policy that you have, or you're having trouble with your billing. Maybe you started that conversation uh, texting with someone on your laptop. 
Um, but then, you know, it requires having a conversation. Um, you know, I think the prior modes of communication would be, all right, here's the 1-800 number, go call this uh, number to resolve your issue. Uh, with digital customer service, it's around having a seamless transition between the next means. You know, having that agent or whoever at the customer service um, department of the insurer has the ability to screen share with you, see what's going on, uh, turn on video. Um, it could go to a phone call, uh, but it's a digital voice call, and it's all about keeping things on the same screen and having the same conversation because no one wants to have an experience where you've got to repeat the same information over and over again. Um, so I think that's a really big and really important compelling part of, uh, of, of uh, where we're going. And the term that you know, they're really advocating is channel-less, uh, not necessarily omni-channel, but channel-less in the fact that you're, you have all these channels, um, you're giving the customer the choice, but you're making sure that everything is consistent and congruent across that experience and not disjointed. Uh, and then lastly, last month, if you were listening, we had Precisely on the show talking about uh, personalized interactive video. Uh, this is really different from the traditional means of just creating a one-to-many video. This is actually personalizing it, pulling the account information from an insured. You know, let's say, Zach, you have a claim um, and, and you're looking to understand your experience. You get a link in an email. You can go check out a video that says, hey, Zach, you know, your claim adjuster is X, Y, and Z. Here are the next steps. You chose this body shop and you can click on different parts of the video to kind of recap what your conversation was. Uh, definitely other use cases that could be used to help teach someone about their policy. You know, you've got an 80-page policy document, but creating an interactive video experience uh, is a way to just quickly summarize it. And to me, I think it's kind of like, you know, you get those Facebook memories uh, or at least I do, if you're on Facebook <laughs> every year. And it's like, oh, this is your friendship with, uh, you, know, you know, say Zach. And it shows you, uh, you know, here you are working out. Here you are at the company holiday party. Here you are at this event. Um, and so I think it's a really nice touch uh, and, and a way to really increase customer satisfaction. And all these, all these methods are, uh, you know, ways that I think will continue to persist into 2023. Um, and that uh, are, are trends and, and technologies worth paying attention to. I totally agree. Uh, I think those are some really good examples. You know, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back to Guia and that that digital customer service point of view. Um, you know, I, I think the way I one of the ways I see it and think about it is this idea of you know meeting the customer, meeting the consumer, meeting the policyholder where and how they want to be met. If they want to pick up the phone and call and talk to someone, great. If they want to get on a video call because they want to see that FaceTime, great. If they want to have their screen taken over by an, an expert to help guide them through through some maybe part of the process that they're stumbling upon on a website, great. It can all be done. It really offers a lot of good, um, you know, care and attention to that to that person and makes them feel like they're. Um, being best served. Um, Absolutely, I, no more starting over. That, that's that's <laughs> repeating exactly the conversation. Right. There's there's no excuse to to drop at that point, right? Um, you know, I'll, I'll come back again as well to the to the auto telematics point you made with with Cambridge Mobile Telematics. Um, just from my own experience, I might have talked about this before, but I'll say it again because it's one that I think is is one that I'm that I'm really happy with. Um, 
you know, I actually use a, I'm a part of a um, auto telematics driving program with my own auto insurer policy. And it's great for me because as I transitioned to working at home every day, as many people did um, during, during the pandemic, I drive significantly less. And as a result, by being a part of one of these programs, my monthly premium is is way down from where it used to be. And so I really am paying for how much I drive. And then, yeah, after every trip, I kind of get that immediate feedback via a mobile app just to tell me areas where I might have not been um, at my best, whether I was, you know, braking too hard or dare I say it, uh, a little distracted driving on my phone. Um, so, so all great experiences. You know, Rob, one more one more area i'm going to highlight around just you know kind of bettering and, and making more personalized experiences is is in the area of payments and and specifically claims payments so um you know claimants at the end of the day they want an easy and smooth way of getting their funds and getting them those funds as quickly as possible after some kind of claim event right um, and we're, you know, what, what I'm seeing and what my team is seeing is we're seeing a lot of providers in the space, not, not just focused on processing the payments and moving the money around, but, but really focused on actually improving the customer interactions, you know, so whether it's, whether it's pay by text, whether it's using methods such as Venmo or PayPal or, or Apple or Google wallet, or even dare I say, whether it's via Bitcoin, there's a lot of different options out there to for insurers to to make sure they're getting payments to their to their claimants out in the best best way that they can. So that that's just another area that I'm seeing a lot of innovation in these days. Good points. Um, so uh, so changing gears slightly, want to move to something that's been a little more topical. Uh, something we had a couple episodes on last year. Um, so we had Red Zone. We talked about wildfire risk and climate change. Uh, we did an episode with Splice on managing customer communications leaning up and during the hurricane season. And then the beginning of 2022, uh, we got with LexisNexis. We had a conversation around the frequency and severity of extreme weather events. Uh, this year, particularly this fall, uh, was very difficult, uh, very challenging uh, Atlantic hurricane season. Uh, you know, the havoc that it brought to people and businesses and society, uh, historic storms and Hurricane Ian striking Florida and South Carolina. Uh, you know, estimated to be around, you know, 47 billion Hurricane Fiona impacting Puerto Rico, other parts of the Caribbean and Eastern Canada. Um, just just a lot uh, of activity this year. Um, I know that you've been in contact with a lot of different solution uh, providers, insure techs that we are partnered with uh, that are enabling insurers to manage and respond to cat risk. Uh, I was wondering if you could maybe give us a quick rundown. Who are some of these companies? What are the tech solutions that listeners should know about? Yes, I mean, it's no secret that extreme weather only seems to really be intensifying and, and happening with more frequency, frankly. And I think the reality is, you know, this this has to be viewed differently uh, these days in our current time than, than it even was, you know, in the, in the decades prior. Um, you know, go check out um, Lexus Nexus's annual U.S. Home Insurance Trends Report that I think they recently put out. Um, it kind of validates that look severities is is ticking up. Um, you know, weather events continue to cause a lot of <laughs> disruption in in the insurance world. Um, one one company I'm, I want to highlight here for a minute is um, is is a company and provider called Opteryx. So so Opteryx um, they were actually a spin out from American Family Insurance and are and are actually led by some former. 
um, weather channel strategist. They have a really impressive tool in my mind that that includes a really detailed kind of visual view of of maps and mapping um, and being able to overlay whatever relevant kind of claim causing weather perils that that they they so choose. So you can really pinpoint things like you know the specific size of hail in an area as small as a couple square miles. Um, you know, there's the ability to configure alerts um, and use that as almost a weather a cat prediction tool um, ultimately to to alert um, that carrier and then uh, you know allow that carrier to alert their policyholders that might be in in the path of an impending storm um, you know do, doing combining something with opt opteryx and perhaps another communications platform like a splice as you mentioned or right. or like someone like a high marley um, you can quickly, you know, develop a program that can send out alerts to policyholders via their method of choice, say texting, um, which can ultimately reduce, you know, claims frequency and severity um, from from a CAD event, and just signal uh, a signal from the insurer that look, they they are looking out for the safety of their policyholders. They are looking out to the safety of their insured assets. Uh, you know, another another one I'll call out, another company I'll call out is a, is one called Tomorrow IO. So so Tomorrow IO, their weather intelligence platform is is used by some of the largest companies in the world outside of insurance. So they're used by by things like Delta Airlines and Uber and even the NFL. And and their mission is is to not only help businesses under you know really not understand the weather but actually understand the impact of weather events and you know I think some of their some of their insurance use cases are are particularly interesting you know kind kind of comes back again to like the policyholder alerts from impending storms you know things like validating claim severity using very hyper local weather data in an area um, even things such as helping uh, insurers create policy moratoriums to really temporarily suspend new policies being written in an area where maybe a major weather event is being predicted. So so those are just some a few that I think have been particularly interesting as of late. Yeah, interesting stuff. And uh, I'll also call out that uh, Opterix, uh, in case you were listening this summer, we did do an episode with uh, Dan Gumbright, formerly of American Family and their venture, uh, their venture arm. Uh, some really interesting stuff about innovation and how they're able to spin up new ideas there. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are those are all great, uh, great companies, Zach. Uh, you know, one that I would add um, are my former colleagues at Veris who are doing some really interesting uh, things, particularly Veris Extreme Event Modeling. Uh, for years, yes, they've had, um, you know, Atlantic Hurricane models, CAP models that provide the average annual loss. Um, they've recently come out with a climate change uh, you know, stress testing sensitivity for the model. So you can look and understand, okay, how could the average annual loss change 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the future as the climate change and as the climate warms? Um, really interesting, really important stuff. And I think for for carriers, you know, have gotten into the mindset of thinking beyond the one-year policy term. Uh, certainly, if they're treating, if you treat your customers well, you have the opportunity to have 5, 10, you know, multi-decade long customer relationships with them. And so having that understanding about how your property risk could change, you know, maybe it's not in a flood zone today, but, you know, what could that look like? Should the climate continue to warm? Things will look look different. 
absolutely those are great points made um i will highlight two other quick ones just to be just to be thinking about um uh, one of our partners athenium analytics and their gauge solution that it provides risk scores on a number of different named perils and hazards really based on historical weather data i think they're doing some cool things and then um of course our partner cape analytics who busy cummings their chief revenue officer joined us on a on a previous episode just to talk about the use of aerial imagery to assess kind of risk at the time of under underwriting um and and one one really cool thing about cape is they've actually been able to get their their um, roof condition scores approved with a number of state department of insurances to be used um for uh for rating so i think that's, oh, pretty that's cool. really great yeah i remember Absolutely. talking about pre-underwriting be able to cherry pick those um you know risks appropriately that fit your appetite so uh let's uh let's keep things going here um uh zach i know you were at insuretech connect this year I unfortunately wasn't able to make it. Uh, InsureTech Connect, an awesome event. It's where we actually first met several years ago. Lots of great networking there. But um, you know, aside from that, I, I know this year we had a lot of great InsureTech solution providers demoing at our booth. Um, there are a bunch, uh, a bunch are helping insurers improve operational efficiency across different parts of the claims lifecycle, from first notice of loss to assignment to settlement. Uh, I was wondering, can you maybe walk us through what these look like? And how can insurers orchestrate these solutions inside a flexible core system to improve straight through processing and claims automation? Sure, of course. Yeah, uh, it was great to be back at InsureTech Connect or, or ITC for short in lovely Las Vegas. Uh, we, we did hear from a lot of exciting InsureTech partners um, that, that did come by and tell some of their stories at our booth, which we very much appreciated and welcomed. Um, you know, on the topic of operational efficiency for claims in particular, you know, we, we heard from our partner Gradient AI. Um, now, Gradient AI's, if you recall, their CEO, Stan Smith, joined us on one of our early episodes as a part of the conversations on the creek. But, you know, Gradient just what they do is they, they help tap into the data. That this that these carriers are are sitting on, and really help bring in their their predictive modeling capabilities to to help drive efficiencies within a claims organization. You know things like such as indicating the need for triaging the most expensive claims, um, and that that's especially important, say for for medical related claims. Um, you know helping with setting the appropriate claims level reserves, um, assuring the right reserves are are set based on the the potential of predicted losses um so i think that's always one that that i've just have been keeping a close eye on um now for for a number of years we we got to hear from uh our partner um ccc safekeep and 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 actually <laughs> uh safekeep's former ceo now a part of uh, the ccc family jeff toe um, Another one we had on the show. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> joined us on a previous episode and 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 at ITC, you know, they, they really talked about just, um, you know, their platform really helps predict the need for for subrogation and, and the recovery of funds. Um, and in my mind, when we're talking about improving operational efficiency, what can be more efficient than that? And so, you know, and then beyond claims, um, another another company that that I am certainly excited and really bullish about is is our partner Coherence. So Coherent has a really impressive tool called Spark, and what Spark does is basically at a high level it turns X, Microsoft Excel into APIs. So 
you know, think think how common Microsoft Excel spreadsheets are in insurance and, and the business world in general. Um, you know, still very much highly relied on by actuaries and and used for for rating logic and rating tables. And what Coherent Spark can do is they can kind of take that rating logic and rules that are maybe maintained by the business teams in Microsoft Excel. They can turn that into APIs, which can then be further utilized by the IT teams within an insurer that can then kind of connect all of the different systems in, in a very kind of SaaS friendly way. So I think that's the one that we're, we're really excited about. We see a lot of potential with, with what they're doing, and I think they have a great idea and concept. Nice. Yeah, that's those are all really awesome. And I think, you know, it's just interesting to see as we continue to add to the ecosystem, the InsurTech ecosystem keeps growing. And, uh, you know, you need that flexibility in a core system to be able to swap in different partners as, as they come along and as your needs change and evolve. And so uh, these are some really great ones. Uh, appreciate your, your adding them uh, and highlighting them here. Always happy to. So, Rob, you know, as, as a means of how we often wrap up these episodes with our esteemed guests, you you <laughs> typically ask, what do you see in the future in the space over the next, say, five years? And I'm not going to quite ask it in the same way, but I will actually ask you, you know, what is a topic or what are some topics that our listeners can expect to hear more from soon? You know, what what are some things that are on your mind as to maybe coming next on the show? Sure. Uh, so I would say embedded insurance, which, uh, as everyone knows, uh, has probably been the most talked about area of insurance in the last room, if you've been to any conference or webinars. Uh, certainly, it's been around for a while. Uh, we did touch on it briefly in uh, our recent episode with Adiona and UK Motor Insurance, uh, but there's just so much to impact there. And so uh, that is one uh, topic that I want to talk about more in the future. Um, you know, certainly, uh, I think there's a lot of potential in other lines of business. Um, you know, take pet for pet insurance, for instance, there's a huge protection gap between what's being offered and the number of pet owners, uh, you know, in the UK and in the US. I think there's a huge opportunity for insurers to, um, you know, reach them through the traditional channels, but also the embedded channel uh, through uh, through veterinaries, through pet pet uh, stores and so forth. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, returning to the first point about personalized experiences uh, embedded insurance, I think, is is probably as personalized as it can. Uh, it could be a you know potentially viable means for insurers to you know meet the customer where they don't necessarily have those relationships, and other brands uh, do have those touch points, and, and they can all bring them together. That's really exciting. Um, I you know I am very excited to hear about those episodes and perhaps even participate in a, in a few of them along the way. So. Um, Look, as yeah, always, I'll have to bring you on, Zach, and um, <laughs> bring you back. But uh, yeah, I, I will also add again that uh, you've probably seen some new faces on the show in the last year, and that's uh, that's only going to continue. Uh, it was great. We actually did a couple episodes that I didn't host. Um, and so I'd say, you know, the, the plan is to continue to, uh, you know, have conversations uh, with our partners, with our customers, with other thought leaders around the space. Um, and, and certainly you, Zach, since, uh, you know, you, you, uh, got a great perspective on InsureTech and it's, it's always great to talk InsureTech with you. Of course. So Rob, um, as always, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, always, always have a good time doing this with you. Uh, I, I am excited to see where the show continues to go as we enter our, our next year in, um, and talking about 
uh, interesting topics and hosting great guests as a part of this series. So uh, thank you for having me on. Definitely. Let's keep doing it. Thank you, Zach. Thank you all for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out all of our other episodes and subscribe to Conversations on the Creek on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and DuckCreek.com. Also, if there are other topics you'd like to learn more about or if you have feedback on the show, feel free to drop us a note by emailing solution.partner at DuckCreek.com or you can send Zach or myself a message on LinkedIn and we will get back to you as soon as we can. Until then, though, we will see you in the next episode.